What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, I can't guarantee the paycheck, right? I can't guarantee that I know what I'll be doing in, in three months, right? But I do know that what I'm doing now and the way I'm living my life is more aligned with who I am naturally. Welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the everyday inspiration and practical tips that make international travel accessible to everyone. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in today, wherever you are. I'm coming to you from Baja, Mexico, and I'm happy to report that I was able to get a new microphone. So I only had to go a few episodes without it, and we managed to get by with minimal roosters and truck engines, which I would consider a success. Two quick announcements before we get into today's interview. I have just announced the next group trip that I'm leading, and we are going to... Hayden, can we get a drum roll here, please? The Lake District in Northern Patagonia. I think you can hear it in my voice. I'm so excited. I can barely even keep it in. Last year, we went south to the ice field and that was an incredible, mind-blowingly successful trip. And this year, we're going north to the northern end of Patagonia, which is still way south in Chile and Argentina. Uh, we're going to start on the Pacific coast and in the fjords and the volcanoes of the Chilean side before we cross over to Bariloche, which is, of course, in Argentina. I'm beyond excited to take some of you guys to my previous home in Patagonia and future home in Patagonia. You never know with me. So... Yeah, I'm going back and I'm taking some of you with me. And this is an adventure trip. It's going to include hiking and kayaking and actually a culinary aspect. We're going to spend some time preparing a couple of really special meals with some locals in Chile. And I'm also pretty stoked about this part that I am making a part of the focus of this trip. I think some of you have guessed it already. Beer. Yes. Craft beer, breweries, tastings, you guys know me. So if you like adventure, culture, food, and a focus beer every now and then, and you want to travel with me, you might want to consider this trip. There are 10 spots and it's set for November and you can find all the information at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash trips. That link is always going to direct you to whatever current trips I am working on that I have on the docket. Um, so you can always check that and you can also subscribe there to stay informed uh, and be the first to find out details when these trips do come available. So I cannot wait to see some of you guys there in my beloved Patagonia. So yeah, check that out. The other bit of news is that the Budget Minded Traveler community now has its own Instagram and it wants to feature your photos. So head over to Instagram and follow at the Budget Minded Traveler. I thought that might be an easy one to remember. <laughs> and start using hashtag BMT ambassador when you post your beautiful travel photos to Instagram so that we can feature you there. And now for the good stuff. Okay, we are time traveling in this episode. Uh, here's a question for you guys. Do you remember way back in episode 30, it was, 
when I first introduced BMT Voices. It was the first time that I ever featured a listener on the show, and it was only a 90-second clip uh, right at the beginning of that episode. But we heard from a guy named John, who is an American who had been working with a company in Sydney, Australia, who basically decided that it was time to change things up in his life, and he wanted to strategically quit his job and travel for a bit. And so he actually came on the, he recorded this 90 second clip. He declared it on the podcast that he wanted to make this change because he wanted to commit to making it happen. And he knew that putting it out there like that on the show would help him accomplish his goal. So that was two years ago. And I tracked him down to be part of this series of before and after stories. And I found him still in Australia. And my goodness, a lot has changed in John's life since that recording. Uh, And I'm going to play that recording for you in just a minute. But first, let's welcome John back to the show. All right. Here is a voice from the past. John, welcome back to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm really good. Happy to be here. You know, it's funny to say welcome back because you actually, in person, haven't really been on the show before, but listeners have already heard your voice um, about 45 episodes ago. Long time ago, two years ago. uh, You were the original BMT voice who came on and shared your story and kind of inspired this um, before and after theme that we're now exploring. And what's really great about that is that yours was two years ago and it was before you kind of took your leap. And so I wanted to track you down and bring you back on and, and ask you how everything went and how it's going. You're, you're the longest stint of this so far. So thanks for agreeing to come back on the show. Wow, absolutely. And, um, it seem it does seem like forever ago, uh, and I'm excited to kind of reflect with you even, you know, maybe potentially for the first time in full detail of what's even happened and how my life's changed since that recording and and putting that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure it's been a lot because it was two years. So the first thing that I want to do is actually play that piece of audio. So it's a minute and a half. So let's listen to this and then we can talk about it. Sure. Hello, everyone. My name is John. I was recruited to work here in Sydney, Australia for a data analytics company earlier this year. While I seem to have made a great career step, working full-time in an office in such a beautiful place has made me realize that I need to see even more of the world, growing personally versus spending more time advancing my career in this way. I've always put my career first and followed the delayed life plan since I can remember. Get good grades, go to college, get a good job, get an advanced degree. Not really much time for fun in there. Being here, I've met so many people that have made life work through working holiday visas and doing their time on the farm or working casual jobs. It is incredibly inspiring as they have such an appreciation for life here in Australia and finding a way to stay. So my personal plan is to break free out on my own in early 2015, leaving my job to travel full time. This decision is very much inspired by people like you and those on your podcast that make it work. The just do it mentality is exactly what I needed to hear and has shown me that it is possible to travel the world right now, not later. This change in mindset also helps me put my current job into perspective and that it is okay to have a job rather than being stressed about a career. I now see this is no different than working in a cafe or restaurant to experience my stay for the summer here in Bondi Beach. So truly the adventure has already begun for me. 
first in my mind with a change in perspective. So many thanks to you, Jackie, and all those on your podcast. Could you hear that? Yeah, wow. What did you think about uh, that? It's great to hear it. Without without trying to sound too corny, I actually I got chills hearing it. I actually I can hear my old self in that recording, yeah, um, and kind of my old mindset and a bit of the fear and of the unknown of what <laughs> I what was going to come next. Even to hear a bit of the like roboticness in my voice as I was trying, so worried about saying the words right, getting the script right, um, you know, fitting in the 90 seconds that you had assigned to me, uh, was just a reflection of, of even my personality at that time. Well, that, and, and that is, you know, what my life was, it was a script. Um, and I was trying to do all, all the right things and, and live the way that I thought I was supposed to. And that was what I needed to break free of. And, and, you know, two years later, I think it's probably a bit over two years. I'm guessing that was at the end of 2014. I'm pretty sure. And, it was. and yeah, life's, life's been a lot different. And there's even a gap of time between saying what I told you and when I actually had the courage to make that choice. So that is what I really want to talk about now is how it actually went for you and how things have changed, what your perspective on life is now, because we could see that it sort of fit into a box before as if, you know, you were in the box doing all, checking off all the things and doing everything right. And you found yourself in a new place where it almost was like you were looking out the windows of this box and seeing how other people do things. And it was intriguing to you. And so you kind of made some decisions and then took a leap. So what did that look like? Take us back to that time, because yes, that was... Um, the end of 2014, and you had said that you wanted to leave your job in early 2015. So what ended up happening? Well, I think after I, even I recorded that, I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? Can I actually do that? Am I committed to this? Would I really even do that? Maybe I'm just full of it and I don't actually have the courage to take this leap. Um, mm -hmm. But guess what ended, up, what ended up happening is I, I started out 2015 and I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe I like my job. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I, you know, stick this out because I was on a two year contract with the company that had brought me over there. And while it was a really good company, I have nothing bad to say about it. I just was in a different place heading into that year. And I started, you know, I did what I said in there, which I started treating it more like a job. And, and I guess what, what I mean by that is you know, you think about a career and you think about building up this kind of, you know, next step. And I, I, you know, I accomplish my goal and then I move on to the next thing. And, you know, this is going to lead me to a promotion and you're really afraid, or I was really afraid. I don't want to speak for other people of taking a gap in time. And, and there are even a few people at my work at that time. And I, and mind you, I'm living in Australia. It's a, it is a different culture. I know they speak English here, but it's a totally different culture in terms of mindset. And people here really work for a lifestyle, which is which is amazing. And and there were a few people who just left jobs with nothing lined up. And I was like, those people are crazy. <laughs> and that's what I thought. I'm like, those people are crazy. But in the back of my head, I'm like, ooh, I do want to do that. So slowly, I started treating it more like a job that I could let go of mm -hmm. and that I you know, it wasn't all about the career moving on to the next thing. I knew there was an important lifestyle component to what I, you know, to who I was as a person and that to get to that next step in my life, I needed to 
develop myself more personally mm-hmm. and and do some of these things that I was afraid of, which, you know, I, I was able to meet so many people here, you know, that came here from the UK and traveled for six months in Southeast Asia on the way. And I'm like, I have to do that. I have to, before I can become the person I want to be in my life, I need to go on some of these adventures mm-hmm. and I need to not always worry about what's next and, and kind of let faith or hope or the system, you know, happen the way it's supposed to be, not the way I engineer it to, because I knew my vision was somewhat limited to just this track that I knew. And I, and I would never know it was out there until I took, um, that next step into the unknown, uh, which did involve eventually quitting my job. And I did that in April Okay. of that year of 2015. So you were still in Australia when you quit and you stayed there? I did, but I, I wasn't sure because it's it's really weird visa situation. So you have to be, you know, on the conditions of my visa, I had to be employed. So I wasn't sure what was happening. I thought I was going to get kicked out of the country. Not, I, you basically have 90 days to sort your life out. Um, and it just so happened that I was, after I gave my four week notice, which basically gives you four more weeks at a company, then you're basically done after that. I had actually had lined up a trip to Bali with the under 30 experiences, which I know Matt has been on this show as well. Mm -hmm. And there's probably other people, other listeners that have been or thinking about going on those trips. Um, And I have one of those planned to to attend one of those. And I said, you know what, I'll go on that trip and I'll I'll see what happens. I kind of extended my plane ticket to be a bit more open-ended and that was my only plan was to go on that trip to Bali and see what happened. And, and I kind of made a, a small plan to go to Thailand after the under 30 trip. And really, that was that was all I had set up. Mm-hmm. So was it strange? Because what I'm understanding from what you said is that you had a lot of your identity kind of it, well, what it sounds like is that you had a lot of your identity tied into your career. And so when you did leave, how did you find that right away? Were you feeling free or were you feeling scared when you took this trip and then decided to go to Thailand? You know, what, what were you, what did it feel like? It felt incredibly freeing. Mm-hmm. And I think I've had to realize long before that, that my identity wasn't tied up in my, my career anymore. Mm-hmm. I still have some of that. I still have a sort of a vision for, you know, wanting to run an international company and be a CEO and all of that. And actually, in some respects of knowing that that is where I want my future to go, I knew that the person I was at that point back in 2015 was not the person who had had the life experiences to make to become that to become that person, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I, I realized that there's a gap in sort of my rigidness. And I said, the trajectory that I'm on now will not get me to that point. Ooh, love that. It's incredible self-awareness. There was once a speaker I was listening to who actually he's been on this show before too, Tim Leffel. Shout out to Tim. Anyway, he once in, a, in the middle of a session said, you know, ask yourself if what you're doing today will get you closer to where you want to be tomorrow. And it's a great moment of reflection to ask yourself that. And that's essentially what you were doing. But 
the self-awareness that it takes to understand something like that and to call yourself out almost and say, you know what, this isn't working. And then to take a plan of action to change it is, is huge, really. So good for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So then this is funny. I just have to say, you have picked up uh, some of the Aussie accent. Have people told you that? <laughs> I'm sure they have. <laughs> Okay. The funny thing is, is when I talk to Americans, they do pick up on that um, a little bit. And I don't, I don't mean to do it, but I literally work around Australians all day. Yeah, you do. Their accent is like easy to pick up too. (laughs) It is. It is. But when they talk to me, they're like, oh, you're so American. Yeah, of course. I, I, but you do have it. You, you definitely have it. And it's pretty, it's, it sounds pretty natural at this point, which is just entertaining to me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not just putting it on for good fun, but that is sort of a, an indicator. I, I'm still here. So even after quitting my job and, and whatnot and all the visa situations, which I'll, I actually will explain and I have a bit of advice there for people yeah. who do want to come to Love Australia. To hear it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm still here three years after I moved here. So I just hit my three-year Australia-versary. Australia-versary. Two days ago. Oh, happy un- <laughs> happy Australia-versary. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's not a real thing. I, I totally just made that it up. It is now. It's going to be hashtagged. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, you heard it first here, people. So tell us about this um, journey then. What happened? Where did you go? What did you end up doing about your visa? Did you get another job? Tell us. Yeah, so I, I I will say that the journey started even you know with the podcast. So part of it was I I started saving money. Yeah, good idea. You know, even once I moved here and realized, hey, this job isn't totally right for me. But I did recognize that if I just leave it now, and this was early 2014, even if I leave it now, I'm gonna want to owe the company money. I'm gonna I don't have all the money saved up to. And, and not saying I, you need a ton to to break free, but I really, you know, felt that I needed more. I did some planning um, and just started stockpiling away without knowing what was coming. You know, so I had a bit of money saved up. I I felt that, you know, I had this trip to Bali. I didn't have a visa, and I basically just quit and walked out. And I was just hungry for experiences. So I booked a trip up to the Gold Coast, which is a few hours flight away from Sydney and just kind of chilled out for a week. Uh, and I realized it's really hard for me to just chill out. Mm. I needed to just be doing stuff and I wasn't sure what, so I was, I just became hungry for conversation and I don't know, trying to find myself through, you know, whether it was reading books or, uh, going to cafes and, and talking to people, um, reconnecting with, friends, you know, planning, actually planning some trips locally with, um, some Australian friends. Uh, I invited a couple friends to join me up on the Gold Coast. So I didn't want to do this alone. Uh, I really didn't want to go and, and just go off and be some nomad. And I found a lot of my freedom through spending time with other people, mm. because to be honest, um, being alone, even though when I was, um, I was very, I consider myself a very independent person. When I took this leap, I actually found more of a need to connect with people around me. Mm. It's funny. I just published yesterday a whole thing about loneliness. And so I, I get it. It's part of being alone. You, you can get lonely and you need people as humans. We are, we crave community. We want people around us, especially when you're doing something big. If you feel like you need support, 
you need encouragement, you know, and you don't want to be going out into the big world, you know, kind of on your own. And so I get that, especially you had just come from, because I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this. You had just come from a routine that you'd been so used to, you know, and you're, you're, you were probably being challenged. You had things to do. And so trying to relax after that is especially hard. It takes a while to unwind. I mean, that's why a lot of people can't even relax on vacations because they're not there long enough to even change the mindset. You go through an emotional roller coaster, but with my loneliness, it actually kind of led me to the next step. I mean, I became a very before before I when I had a job, I was never really interested in finding kind of a partner, which you call partner here, whether male, female. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, right away, I was like, wow, I would love to have a girlfriend. I'm here in Australia because I was still there, and I had a bit of a, a month between ending my job and moving or heading to Bali. I was living in Bondi. It's like, wow, I really, I need people to explore with. I want to, you know, go on dates and all these things that I'd never even wanted to do before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, I I started, you know, getting on, uh, Tinder and yeah, Tinder was one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Tinder was one of those. And, and, um, I think I'll just, I eventually, through that process, I met the girl that I'm now engaged to. Whoa! Within within yeah, three yeah. weeks of, I, now I didn't get engaged within three weeks. Yeah. Uh, within right. three weeks of of leaving my job, I met the girl of my dreams. Oh my god! I'll say it that way. How incredible is that? That the moment you started, well, maybe within three weeks is pretty much the moment that you started. Yeah. On your own path, something like that showed up in your life. That's significant. It is. And it's, it was following the path that I instinctively knew that I wanted to do. So the mindset I had before I had the courage to quit my job was that, okay, I need to just do what I, you know, I need to make the best of situations. You know, I don't, I'm bored of meetings, but you know, sit through them. I might learn something and what I came out with. And I did kind of a personal development course one weekend. And what I came out of that with was the mindset of, you know, I'm going to do what I want and deal with the consequences. Now, obviously within reason, but mm-hmm. the the belief being that there's no failure, there's only feedback. Okay. Because I'd been like so afraid to fail up until that point. Mm. And I saw quitting a job, you know, because your mom, oh, my mom was crazy worried, you know, crying, like, what are you doing? Oof. My friends were like, are you okay? <laughs> All these things, oh because gosh. it's so, it's a, such a crazy concept to just leave your job and have nothing lined up. If you're grew up in the U S <laughs> yeah. from what I've experienced, I'm not saying everybody's like that, but my life was sort of like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. having this new mindset and just taking that leap and yeah. So I, you know, i ended up meeting, uh, Rachel is her name through Tinder. Well, actually shows, uh, how ambitious I was. <laughs> we didn't match on Tinder. Um, her Instagram was on there and I looked her up and I was like, wow, this girl looks awesome. Uh, and she was just a tourist. So she's from Singapore. Uh-huh. She's from Singapore. She's living in Singapore at the time, only a traveler in Sydney. And I just kind of, you know, asked her with video humor, oh, do you need a, a tour guide while you're here? After a bit of conversation <laughs> on Instagram, and she basically said no. I was like, okay, well, see, you, see you never kind of thing. Because she was headed up to the Blue Mountains for two days or something, and then she was leaving Sydney. 
but she came back two days later. She's like, Oh, I'll go for a um, coffee with you. You know, if you're free she said, Oh, definitely made the time. And, uh, which I didn't ha- really have anything else to do. I kind of made it sound like I was busy, <laughs> but I made the time to meet with her and we had this coffee and she hadn't been to Manly, which is like the number one tourist, tourist attraction in Sydney. And so I was like, oh, we have to go to the ferry. And up until that point, the conversation was a bit bleak. Uh, I couldn't really hear as loud in the cafe, but we actually had to run to catch the ferry. And so we're running through the streets of Sydney downtown. And that's when I was like, oh, this girl's pretty cool. And so we took a, oh, we took, and then we took a selfie on the, on the, on the ferry and that was it. And she ended up, you know, going down to Tasmania and jokingly said, Oh, you should come down and visit, uh, while I'm down in Tasmania and Tasmania is just South of, of Australia. It's, it's, you know, one of the States. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay. Cause I honestly, I'd had no job, so it didn't, I could just come down and, um, we ended up hanging out there and that, that we've just been doing a, a travel. We did a travel long distance relationship for a while. And I don't mean to turn this into a dating uh, conversation and all about my relationship, but that was a pretty significant part of even why I'm here today. And, and all the events that have, have um, built off of just, you know, meeting, meeting Rachel and yeah, a lot of the travel as well. That's, that's sprung from that. Yeah, no, it's a, obviously a huge part of your story and congratulations. I mean, it's super exciting, you know, talking about paths crossing when they're meant to. So what, what ended up happening with work? How did you, how are you still there? What, how did you get your visa figured out and what's your advice on that? Yeah. So that's actually the, probably the second amazing part of my story. And, you know, even just why I'm still here working and the opportunity that I'm excited about career wise now, you know, cause I went from a career I wasn't happy about to a career I'm pretty stoked about. Hmm. Funny how that happens when you start listening to yourself. Yeah, it is funny. And how even just chains of events uh, stack up that wouldn't have even been possible mm-hmm. before. Um, so real quick on the visa situation, I, I actually, a lot of people reach out to me about this on you know Facebook and friends of friends want to come over to Australia. If you are under 31 and you live in the US, you can literally get online. You can buy a visa that'll get approved almost instantly. And it's about $400. Uh, so it's not cheap, but what that gives you is a one-year visa to Australia and it starts a year after you come. So you have up to a year after you buy it to enter the country and it's called a four, a four, six, two visa. And I didn't really understand it before I quit. Cause I was on an employer sponsored visa, which is another good visa to have, uh, but this visa is very uh, gives an, you know Americans a lot of freedom to come over here and effectively work, travel. They can leave the country. They can come back to the country, and you basically can can live and travel here for that year. That's a really amazing opportunity because there's a lot of casual jobs that you can do, mm-hmm. or even office jobs. So if you have a particular skill, maybe you're in computers or accounting, there's, um, or, you know, even broader, I, I, in that type of, um, data space. So that's what, what I focus on, but there's a lot of 
jobs that you can get just for a short time and do it, do kind of your own, you know, internship or study abroad experience if you want here in Australia very easily. And subletting apartments can all be done. They have something over here called Gumtree, uh, gumtree.com.au, which is essentially our Craigslist, a bit more legitimate and, you know, it's well respected and other other ways that you can just find housing before you even get over here if you wanted to. So it's, it's, it's fairly, it's fairly a, a lot of good options for Americans who want to travel over and, and actually try out work here and do a bit of travel along the way. Mm-hmm. Same with, same with New Zealand. And actually I, I started learning about that on your podcast yeah. a while back was some of these, you know, different people who are in New Zealand living on the, on the visa. And it's the same um, sort of set up there. So that's actually what I ended up doing. So after my employer visa ran out, I, I was over in Indonesia and I just, cause you have to be out of the country. So I picked up, I paid for the 462 visa and I didn't even know mm-hmm. if I could do that. Right. I didn't even know if they would let mm-hmm. me come back to the country. So I figured, okay, worst case, I don't get this visa. I have to go back to Australia and pack up um, all my stuff and, and basically head home or head somewhere else. But it did work out. I came back in the country and now I had this visa where, okay, if I want to work, I'll work. If I, if I don't want to work, I, I won't. So that's, that was the next step of my journey. I was getting on that visa. You obviously were under 31 at the time, but that's only one year. So what did you do for the rest of it? What happened? I didn't, again, I, I came back from the trip to Bali. I went to Thailand. I went to, uh, went all around Thailand and Thailand's amazing. I could, I could talk all about my experiences there and mm. going to Bangkok and Chiang Mai and riding on elephants and, you know, going to the cooking schools and it, it was a great experience. And, and so was the trip in Bali. And, uh, I also made a trip to Singapore as part of that, of, of, as part of my time away to visit Rachel. Rachel and I did sort of a, like I mentioned, she, we did for about six months, we did a long distance relationship where I was going to Singapore. She was coming to Sydney and I came back to Sydney and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't think I wanted to stay, but I figured I'll just hang out. I'll see what happens. I'll spend time with friends. And I literally lived in Bondi beach. I didn't accomplish too much every day or so. I thought I basically came up with a routine. It's hard for me to get rid of it for myself of, of reading every day, mm-hmm. working out every day and eating healthy and making time for fun with friends. But really I just did that. Um, I didn't drop the routine cause I still, I still enjoyed it, but it was not, I didn't have the big work in the middle. And I figured enough time of doing that reading books, you know, picked up some books by Richard Branson and even studied some interesting concepts, like computer programming that I hadn't thought of, you know, just to see what's out there in terms of other fields or other interests that I might have. And so I just started doing that and just to see where that, that got me. And, and again, I was, working, um, you know, still with Rachel and what happened was Rachel actually was so inspired by meeting people like myself, meeting people that she stayed with at Airbnb. She said, Oh, I want to quit my job and move to Australia. <laughs> nice. And, um, that's convenient. You know, yeah. Yeah. So she said, okay, well, I'm, I can do a master's program. I'm in education. She was a teacher and she decided she'd apply to university of Sydney, university of Melbourne, 
And she got into University of Sydney for a program that would start at the beginning of 2016. And I'm thinking, well, that's interesting. If I want this relationship to last, I should stick around Sydney. (laughs) And so then I actually, then I started to, and this is about three months after leaving my job. I was like, okay, well, maybe I should look for a job just for the sole purpose of sticking around Sydney. Uh, so I started just going out and having conversations. I probably interviewed at 10 different companies and I'm in, um, I was in dot analytics, as I said, in that, mm-hmm. as I said, in my 92nd clip, yeah. and I really didn't want to get back into it because it was way too much computer time, uh, sitting around and I didn't want, to, I wanted to be out meeting people. Cause I really, like I said, I went from a very like introverted, isolated person to somebody who was craving the need to be around people and, and kind of have more personal relationships. Uh, so I found this company and it is, it's a company I'm working for now. They were just a startup at the time. So there are about six people. Um, they're called daughter Republic and, and they're basically, again, I, I, I probably not worth getting all the details of what they do, but you can check them out. Daughterrepublic.io. But at the time, a little startup and the only way that they were actually able to um, hire me because I was I was on this kind of what we would call a backpackers visa. They basically pay me a day rate to come in, and you know I worked a day and then I get paid for a day. It was only because I was on that visa that they were able to do it because they didn't have any ability. It's a pretty big uh, thing for a company to sponsor, like an American or somebody an expat. So they you know were willing to pick me up on a day rate, and then the company grew to the size within my six months, because you can only work under the visa. You can only work for a company for six months, the same company until they have to sponsor you. And fortunately within that six month time, they grew to a big enough size that they were able to sponsor me, but it got close. (laughs) Wow. So you got yourself sponsored again. Which yes, two times sponsored. Yeah, that's that's really great. I can just imagine that that that's not how it normally works out for people. So congrats, like that's pretty huge, actually, quite an accomplishment to to get sponsored. How long can you stay with that while we're still talking about visas? Uh, so a company sponsorship keeps you on for four years. Oh, wow. So as long but you have to be employed by that company or another, or another company that wants to sponsor you. So let's take it over. Yeah. yeah, The ideal situation. And and this is what a lot of my British friends do actually is, is they get what's called PR, which is permanent residency, which means you can, you have a bit more freedom. You can get Mm -hmm. access to the healthcare system here. And yeah, just, you know, basically have in and out privileges regardless of whether you work or not. So then I guess in the, in the long run, in the big picture, what would you consider yourself now, your perspective, you know? It's unfolding more and more each day. Uh, honestly, it's, it's actually accelerated development and growth and discovery. And what I, what I mean is that I'm in this to grow and learn, and I'm not afraid of sort of the unknown. I used to be very afraid of uncertainty, which is why I plan. I didn't realize that. Right. And so anybody listens and says, no, I'm not afraid of uncertainty. Well, yeah, you may, you may not recognize (laughs) that you are because when you're in it, 
uh, it's very hard. And the way I was, I was doing that was I was just planning every aspect of my life and I wanted guaranteed results, mm. right? I wanted to know, okay, well, if I do this and that and that, I'll get to the next level. I'll become a manager. I will become a manager of managers and then I'll eventually be high up and make money, <laughs> you know, make the money I, I want to make. Yeah. There's a roadmap for that one. It's called corporate America, but people know it. Because it's been That's done right. so many times and there isn't a roadmap for what we're doing. We write our own. That, yeah. And, that, and that's something I've had to get used to, but I'm so, it's so much more natural. Yeah. I can't guarantee the paycheck, right? I can't guarantee that I know what I'll be doing in, in three months, right? But I do know that what I'm doing now and the way I'm living a life, my life is more aligned with who I am naturally. I love that. Right. And so I, I feel that we have, we do have a natural, what feels natural. And before I always, I, I don't know, I, I'll equate it to like always having to give extra energy to things. And don't get me wrong. I still fall into that trap, right? I still have my days where I'm like, oh my gosh, like my job, this, my job, that career. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is, you know, this is not who I am anymore. Not to say that's wrong. I'm still motivated by work and, and career, but seeing, you know, opening that part, opening the opportunity for relationships, seeing that, hey, I want people, I want to interact with people. I don't want to just be at a desk programming um, data. <laughs> uh, I actually want to be out interacting and, and, and talking to clients, having a need for those personal connections. Like I was never, I was never sensitive to that before. I never had that feeling because I thought I had to, you know, if I want to be a good data analyst, I, I honker down, I, I, I do this, I study, you know, these topics, I get paid a certain amount and, you know, I, I learn skills and gain experience and then I, I get paid a bit more. And I'm just, it just sounds so unappealing now. <laughs> and uh, what sounds way more appealing is just letting things, you know, doing things that feel good doing things that, and I, I don't mean in the, you know, in the kind of mind numbing way of like, oh, drinking alcohol feels good, but it is bad for you. I mean, just things that you inherently know are right yeah that you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. So knowing that when I go, like, there's no other job in the world right now that I would want it to be doing. Oh, well, that's a good feeling. This is, yeah, I'm not saying this is the perfect job. I'm just saying, cause I don't think any job is perfect, but I just know that, look, I can't, envision anything else for myself. And I don't want, you know, I don't want it to be different. Like I'm very happy yeah. with where I'm at and seeing yeah. how, how the world unfolds versus having a whole way of being that I feel, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm forced to create. Yeah. You know, being in tune with yourself is so important because it, and it's okay to be motivated by career. Like you still are motivated by something that you want to accomplish. What is the kicker here is that you, and you know, and I've experienced this too. It's just, we do our best. We do our best work when we are our best selves. Mm. And so the acknowledgement that we're not our best selves or we're not on the path to being that is where we get stuck. And that's where you know, we take those leaps and we sacrifice things to alter our path so that we can get closer to that person that we want to be 
And we find that we're on, when we're on that path and we're saying yes to the things that you know are right, like you were just saying, we feel better and we feel like we can give more and we crave that connection because that's inherent, I think, to human nature. We want to share with other people. We want to share the best part of who we are, what we're doing with other people. Um, and that comes out when you're on, when you're aligned with yourself, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's a natural reflection almost of the choices you've made and the path that you're on. And it's so great that that has come from your travels. Essentially it has and your decisions, your choices. Yeah, that's exactly right. It, it, it feels good um, even just to talk about it out loud with you, Jackie, and obviously <laughs> on the podcast, but also to get, you know, to get your feedback and perspective, because um, sometimes it does, you know, it's good to have a community. It's good to have other people that, you know, are out doing the same thing because not everyone understands what it's like. You know, it, it's not easy to live halfway around the world from my family, but, you know, it, it is in the grand scheme of things, it is what's best for me right now. And even, even my family. And, but, you know, I had to walk away from the comfort, of, you know, like obviously nobody likes to make their mom cry. Uh, mm. but I had to walk away from that stuff, you know, like getting out of not pleasing other people continuously. And, and that's part of my character as well, which is, or was, you know, it was making other people happy mm. in, in doing these decisions and aligning yourself with what you know is right. At least at the end of the day, you know that, you know, it's, it was the right decision aligning yourself with that kind of comfort. And, you know, you can work people through that because my mom, while she did not understand when I quit my job and she was upset and sad, I talked to her now. She's like, Oh, you know, it's the best decision you made. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, it's funny, you know, not everybody knows what you're experiencing and not everyone will understand the trajectory that you're on when you make decisions like, like that, mm -hmm. you know, to quit your job, to travel, to, you know, not have a definitive plan, but then, you know, just have faith in yourself and then other people will come around, but you can't win everyone, your friends and uh, family over overnight. No. They just won't get it right now. And you may not get it. So how are they supposed? Oh, so good. Yeah. And there are some that may never, may never get it. But as long as you're doing your best, you know, that's the best you can do. Mm -hmm. So, and no, it doesn't come without sacrifice. I know that it just takes courage, a lot of courage, but this is so cool hearing you talk about all this now. You sound so confident and so you understand what you've done and what you're doing and you know where you're where you're headed and i think that's so great thanks jackie <laughs> yeah and and i do remember thinking at one point like i mentioned earlier like i i said this on this podcast but i don't actually know if i'm gonna do it mm. i don't know if i'm gonna quit but then but having that goal out there and putting it out for you to hear and for other you know my friends to hear it made it more real. So, um, and I'm not saying everybody needs to quit their jobs, but if you have things that you want to do, make it, make it real Yeah. and telling people and, you know, put it on Facebook. I don't, I don't care, you know, how you tell people or mm -hmm. whatever will make you feel 
um, kind of that nervous, like, oh my gosh, am I going to do this? Am I really going to do this? Mm -hmm. Um, Say it out loud. uh, It shouldn't feel forced or pressured, but it, you know, you should, you should feel nervous about, you know, whatever it is. It could be your first trip abroad. It could be, yeah, it could be quitting your job. It could be moving to another country, any of the above. Mm -hmm. Moving to another state. It could be anything, any kind of significant change. Yeah. That is a big change. I moved from Ohio to California and I thought that was a a pretty big deal. It is. Um, And it's all relative. It really is. That was, it was another country. I'd never even been there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that was part of the reason that we did that recording. I wanted to stand with you. That was the point. That's why we did it. So you could put it out there. You know, it, it works to do this and look at you now. I love saying my goals out loud. I really do. And out loud might be uh, just telling one person, really. It, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. extravagant. You don't have to go on a podcast and <laughs> proclaim it to the world. There's a quote that I love that I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess it up, but it's something like ideas without action never become bigger than the brain cells that they occupy. And so if it's just in your head and it never gets out, it's just going to stay in your head. But if you can share that with anyone else to hold you accountable, then, you know, you're so much more likely to make something happen. Really. And you did good job. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's, it's very cool. And I think you should be yeah, extremely proud of what you're building and what you've built. And the fact that you've had that, that impact on, on people like myself and others. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I am. I'm, and I'm proud of all of us really. Cause I know what's happening. You know, people write to me every day and tell me what they're doing. And I think it's amazing, but a story like yours where we actually got to hear it from the beginning and now see it is so powerful, you know? So thank you again for sharing. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? Well, I'm mindful that this is the budget minded traveler podcast. So I do, I do want to say that (laughs) I didn't bring it up at all, but budgeting and planning, you know, making sure I had that sort of runway to work off of was completely part of my strategy. Um, I know there's people who go out and, you know, they're okay with finding jobs and, and scrapping money together as they need it. I, I personally wasn't, I wanted to, I kind of set a time frame for myself, like, okay, well, I need to start looking for a job after X number of months and I can afford to spend X amount on travel this much. So I, I had figured that out before I took the leap. So for me, there was still some of that comfort. I wasn't just YOLO, whatever happens, happens. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the per, you know, the kind of planner inside me still made sure that, you know, put some parameters around it, uh, so that, I felt comfortable with it and comfort's different for everyone. So I just want to say that, that that was, that was a big part of, of me getting to that point as well. Thank you for saying that and bringing that, that point up because, uh, I actually was wondering that and forgot to ask you and, and you're right. This is the budget minded traveler podcast. So budget tips are always appreciated. Yeah, no, I'm happy to, I'm happy to help anyone who wants to learn more about that as well. Um, and explain that in further detail, how I went about that. Cool. Yeah. Well, maybe we can put your contact info on the, on the show notes page. Definitely. People can feel free to contact you there if they want to. So congratulations again on the engagement and all of the 
success, personal success that you've had in the last couple of years since making your declaration on the podcast. And thank you for coming and sharing and uh, wish you the best of luck going forward, really. And we'll have to follow your story, catch up with you again sometime. All right. Great. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jackie. And, um, you know, thank you to all the listeners. And um, yeah, we thank you, Jackie, for all that you do. Oh, oh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, John. So fun to hear that story come full circle after hearing his declaration two years ago. The date of that original recording was actually September of 2014. And so now we know that it took him until April to put his plan into action. But the important thing was that it started with an idea that he followed through on. And I know that a lot of times we think about travel and it's hard to follow through. So I hope that that encourages you guys to work on your travel ideas. And if you have one and you want someone to keep you accountable for it, share it in the BMT community on Facebook and we will stand with you there. You can find the show notes for this episode at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 78. And don't forget to check out the Lake District Patagonia trip at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash trips. And come join us on Instagram at thebudgetmindedtraveler and use hashtag BMT ambassador for a feature there. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, guys. Happy travels. See you soon. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.